It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yes, it sure is. Uh, the Roundtable Podcast for Coach Professionals. Back with you for another week. I am Paulie G. Got Ryan MS uh, with us. How are you, Ryan? Good. How are you? Pretty good, considering our team's lost five on the trot. Oh, I'm getting used to the, the losing ways, can you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not really a, a shock anymore. And they took it to extra time against the Storms, I guess, you know, but Mitchell Mays is missing from in front. It's a it's also hard to take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want the big bucks, kid. You gotta, you gotta nail that stuff. He wants eight hundred thousand. Um, yeah, well, he's got to nail those then. He couldn't get one. There you go. Peter Hanscom with us as well. You'd be happy, mate, with the Dragons getting a victory on the weekend. Yeah, finally they just held on, and uh, yeah, Gareth Whitter bled from the front, so that was good to see. But um, yeah, hopefully I can follow it up on Anzac Day. Should be always a big game against the Roosters out there on Anzac Day. Looking forward to it. Should be a good one. And speaking of that, we've got to talk about a player from that team. And uh, we've got with us Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. How are you, mate? Good, Paul. How are you, mate? Pretty good, pretty good. A little bit reeling from the news of Roger Tuovasashek, as I'm sure many Supercoach owners will be, of course, the ACL injury. Not much to really talk about that. He's gone for the year looking mm. like myself for other options. But the, the poor guy, no injuries really in his history, you know, of, of playing. He goes over the Tasman for, to play for New Zealand Warriors and he does a ACL season end, end us. Yeah, it's unlucky, eh? Hey? Um, it's a big one. Yeah. Next season. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look at the. Um, I guess it would be interesting to see. Was it now they've named Matt Parcell, um, who was a late, you know, ex- exclusion last Thursday night with the hamstring injury. Now all the information that, that I can find online um, really only dates back to the hamstring injury he did in the in the nines in the preseason, missing round one because of it. I'm assuming he's he's redone it now. Is that is that a regular thing for for hamstrings and and you know he's been named, but maybe he's going to be out another week. How, how do we measure this up? You know, when you're talking about you know the old hammy. Yeah, if I had to have a guess, I'd I'd say he probably restrained the same one. He'd be unlucky to do a totally new injury again. Um, so he might have come back after the initial one. And, He's been carrying it a bit while he's still trying to rehab it along the way, and then perhaps he just strained it again. Um, that would be my guess. I, I doubt he would have done another whole new separate injury. That would be pretty unlucky. Um, so I guess he's probably restrained the old one again. And is it something, I mean, the fear that I would have, it, it, you know, the games on Monday gives him more time to, um, to get it right. But, of course, it gives you, as the supercoach player, less alternatives if he is, uh, you know, again, a late exclusion. I'm thinking, you know, with this sort of injury, maybe even longer term, you know, you've, you've got to have other options up your sleeve. And maybe even, you know, he's been a good value player for you and made you money, you, you've got to look somewhere else because you never know when he's going to get named any given week. Would, would I be right in saying that? Or is it something once he gets back on the park, we can sort of say thumbs up, he should be right? Oh, I think with the hammies, normally you to have confidence that they're going to be there week to week, you probably want to see them rack up seven or eight games straight without any more problems again. Yeah, wow. Um, so until that happens, you you can be a little bit uncertain, I guess. 
not good news. And the Eagles, of course, not playing in round 12. The first of those origin buy ones as well, so maybe another reason to move on from Matt Parcell or at least this week have an alternative in your hooking role. Um, another one for Manly. The hits keep coming there. The fractured collarbone for George Tafua. We're hearing six weeks. You're saying could be even a, a couple of weeks more than that. Possibly six to eight weeks. It's normally the sort of company line for a for a fracture. Right. Um, so if he's on, if he's at the better end of the spectrum, then he'll be six weeks. It uh, could be longer. Well, Braden Williams has been named as his replacement. They've never he's never won a first grade game. He's had a, lot, a few shots at it, so I don't know. If you're Manly fans uh, and you believe in omens, it's, you hope it gets back sooner rather than later. The other one we've got to talk about is a guy who hasn't been named, but we've been hearing that he might end up playing again the Monday game, the Anzac Day clash between St George and the Roosters. It's Boyd Cordner now. He did a peck at weights training way back at the beginning of February. Um, Pat, it's a long-term layoff. This is only round eight. Is it too soon to sort of hypothesise that he will be a late inclusion on Monday? But, you know, he desperately wants to play in this game. It's a big game, of course, mm-hmm. Anzac Day. Yeah, he's probably at, like, the um, the earliest earliest possible time to come back is around about now. So if he's, if he's really... If he's redlined it the whole way and he's he's um, doing really well, then potentially he'd be right to play. But he, it's um, about as early as you could... Possibly ask it to be, and still be you know safe. Um, right. So typically they wouldn't come back this early. You'd be still another three or four weeks away. It does depend how his rehab's been going, um, and how big the injury was to begin with. From the sounds of it, what it happened, it was had all the hallmarks of a pretty big tear. So um, if he gets back this early, it's a good effort. Big effort indeed, and and uh, and what we assume is that he'll play the middle third too, even though he's been known playing on the, the, the edges as a second rower. The way that the Roosters have done their injuries, it's more than not likely if he comes back or be in that middle third, which means he's, he's really going to be in line for a you know, higher work rate, uh, which probably doesn't help coming back from that injury. But definitely one to watch, and maybe you're thinking about him you know, a few more weeks down the road. Pat, mm. thanks very much for this uh, again this week. Of course, you can okay. you can go to Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Go to our website there at www.supercoachpros.com. Click on the link and you go straight to the online bookings for a 20% discount as a Supercoach Pros listener. Uh, it's a great deal. It's not just sporting injuries, back and or neck as well. Um, Pat, it's well worth um, going down to see if you live in the Sydney area. You can also give him a call there at 02-9665-9667. That's Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Pat, thanks so much again for uh, your injury wrap-up this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, no worries at all. We'll chat next time. See you, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I guess the, the big one, Supercoach-wise, was, was what we talked about with Pat there with Matt Parcell. And, and Ryan, these hammies, I mean... Two months to before you can say it's right. I mean that that that's a concern if you've picked up Parcel as a cheapie from earlier in the year. Yeah, it's a big concern, especially um, this round, being that um, they play the Monday game. Um, so you're going to have to keep a real close eye on it um, and definitely have a backup plan. 
go in another direction if you can. Let's have a look at the wrap-up from last round. And we love the MILF on uh, Supercoach Prize, 153 points. Hopefully, you didn't lose faith when he had that slightly lower than an expected round when a lot of people us included, touted him for captain a few weeks ago. He would have really done well for you. But there were other Brisbane players there that we mentioned. Corey Oates, he scored 128. Ben Hunt scored 141. Three of the top four. Then you looked at Sam Perrett, the unlikely one over there with the Bulldogs, 130. That right side for the Dogs, um, Kerrit Holland also having a big day out there on the right side against the Warriors. One to watch for other teams coming up against the Warriors in future weeks. Uh, Jake Friend, he is playing so well at the moment. Probably uh, with Hooker, such a tough position to get right. Someone you may be really wanting to, to bring in. You'll get a double bump as well in price. So this could be a good week for that. 119. Jonathan Thurston didn't have the greatest matchup. It didn't matter. Uh, the Rabbitohs look a bit like shot ducks at the moment. He put up three figures there, 108. Latrell Mitchell, Pete. Finally, we were waiting and waiting for the breakout game. We knew against the Panthers it was a great opportunity. The, the predictor was sort of suggesting the matchup was favourable. And he turned out to be 103. It was an impressive, impressive performance, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yeah, he said he's a young kid and he's had the um, oh, the new Greg English tag put on him like at the beginning of the season, which is always a bit hard to live up to. But no, he scored a couple of tries the other night. He looked strong. There's some errors in his game. You know, it was wet weather. so And he's still on it. But you'll see him really grow as a player. And yeah, his super coach points will keep going along with that, I think. Cooper Crunk also 103 points. He was outstanding. That was a great matchup. And if you play daily leagues like Fansports, fansports.com.au, he was he was a must-have Crunk. Great day for him. Ben Barber, Paul Gallen doing well for the Sharks and their big wing over the Raiders. Michael Morgan up there as well, like his um, half's partner Thurston. And Gareth Widdop also with 93 points, and he'd be very happy with that one as well. Back to his best, but still really too inconsistent to take from week to week. Guys, a big topic that we want to move into on the show tonight. We're talking origin week in, week out now because you've really got to plan your teams around the origin period. And last week we talked about which bolters might make the origin teams, but what about players now that aren't going to make it, but you can form a, a solid um, ownership around, Ryan, um, guys that, that you think will um, you were looking to bring in over this period and will, and will perform well. Yeah, well, look, we've talked about the, the buys and that kind of stuff, and that's going to play into it. Um, looking just purely at the hooking position, for example, because you know that Cam Smith is going to be playing for Queensland and you know that Robbie Farrer is, you know, a 95% chance of playing for New South Wales. So you think those two guys are gone and then you have a look at um, the buy structure and you come up with um, Pete's for um, Parramatta and another guy who you know is not going to get picked for origin is Hodgson from Canberra. So those two guys, if you can squeeze them in, uh, well, A... They're quite, they're quite decent point scorers at the moment. But B, you know you're going to get your full value because they're not, the only games they're going to miss are going to be buys. And Pete's for Parramatta. Parramatta don't have any buys when you're most hampered by teams having buys round 12, round 15, round 18. He was playing all three of those. He's one of the best performers for Parramatta and they have the best buy um, schedule. Pete, um, any names that you're looking at um, for this origin period that you're starting to, to, to sort of bring into your lineup? 
I'm just thinking similarly to uh, to to what Ryan was saying with some of the uh, the non um, of the players who aren't eligible for for Origin. Uh, one, for example, uh, that we know of is Dylan Napa, who through indiscretion, like a, we talked about last week, being a little bit risky, but they're not going to go there with him. Um, he would be a great pickup. Uh, James Graham would be another one for the Bulldogs, also. But of course, you've got Sam Burgess, you know, one of the one of the standouts too, who's, who's not going to be selected no matter how well he plays. Uh, so he's he's another one. But yeah, there's quite a few out there in that category. Yeah, and um, I think you can add, you know, Jesse Bromwich to that list as well. Aidan Tolman's there. Um, Elliot Whitehead, I like from the Raiders. I mean, Fenson's the usual one there, but Whitehead might be. Getting, he is playing 80 minutes. Fenson was replaced by um, Luke Bateman last week with about 30 to go. So, you know, a bit untoward because the Raiders were out of it by a long way. But still, that gives you an example of what's happening down in the nation's capital and a few other players like that. We've actually run the predictor um, over the upcoming rounds all the way through to round 15. Now, obviously, you're going to get a little bit further along that you go, it's not going to be as accurate as over the next few rounds, but it's a good idea. And a couple of things that we can do, we can look at their predicted average and also their predicted average per game. Now, just going on on um, average overall, Anthony Milford goes on top. He's playing in round 12, as long as he doesn't get picked to origin, which we assume he won't, as we talked about last uh, week on the show, because he's been uh, banned for 12 months. Not playing in round 15, but still got that overall higher uh, average from Jesse Bromwich and Sean Johnson. Now, Sean Johnson and Bromwich don't play in round 12. So there's a little bit back on that. But again, there's two players that will be interesting to have. James Sadesco, we've mentioned on the show before. He's looking more and more likely to get picked for New South Wales. But still, round 12 is actually one of his lower predicted scores, only 48. So even if he plays, not going to get as high, so maybe you're looking there. Ethan Lowe is another one right up there um, below Tedesco. He's playing all the way through until uh, round 15 when the Cowboys have their bye. Don't think he'll be playing Origin. And then even if you're um, losing him over Origin, Jonathan Thurston's going so well that you can still think if you are going to own one Origin player, um, he'd be the one to own over maybe Corey Parker. But Ryan, an interesting one that pops up in that sort of top five or six is actually a surprise one from Gold Coast, but a guy that you've been a fan of for a while and in, is Ryan James, and, and the matchups suit him over the next month or so. Yeah, look, he is um, going very, very, very nicely. Um, his, his last five-round average at the moment is 75. That's that's pretty incredible, actually. Mm. Um, and he's also a dual position player as well, which further adds to his um, his value for you. Uh, yeah, look, you're, you're assuming he's not going to get picked in any Origin team. Um, and, look, he's expensive at the moment, but, geez, he's giving you good value for money nonetheless, scoring um, uh, 1.2 points per minute. So uh, Ryan James is a definite watch this guy and um, you know he mentioned guys like Sam Burgess James Graham Jake Friends right up there we saw how good he played on Monday night Kevin Naguama and Jake Chaborovic are the interesting ones uh, although Chaborovic won't play round 12 same goes for Ben Madalino Cameron Munster and then of course the cheapy to get so far um, 
would be Kerrit Holland if he can maintain his spot in the lineup. And and I guess that leads us to you know an interesting question in regards to um, our Twitter questions we're going to go to later in the show. But but let's read out this one now because it's relevant to what we're talking about from Drew Johnson at Supercoach Pros in the lead up to Origin. Are there any bottom dollar cheapies left to free up cash? Now Holland, of course, got the bump this week, but. You know, we you could still jump on that bandwagon, Pete, before it's too, too late. Um, you know, he's gone up to 192, but it looks like he'll go up a bit longer. But he's one that could really do well with the dogs playing in, in round 12. But do you see him keeping his spot over Jay Stanley if Stanley returns by then? Yes, with a capital Y. I was actually, along with a lot of other people, quite surprised after the, the Penrith game where, where Holland was pretty solid. He made a couple of mistakes, but then kicked that goal from... You know, a few metres in from touch, um, basically after the siren, to win the Bulldogs the game. And, and his interview with Pitlow after the game is as cool as a kick. I mean, he would have thought he'd just played 100 games instead of one. <laughs> and then the next week, he was replaced by Stanley. And, and pro Chase Stanley, who's been absolutely injury-prone, has, has hurt his, his leg again, I think, hamstring or, or, or calf muscle injury. And, uh, yeah, but Holland, I, I honestly can't see, if Holland stays fit, there is no way, I don't think, that Chase Stanley will get past him now for the rest of the year. He solved the Bulldogs' goal-kicking problem. Um, and he's, he's a great goal-kicker and, and very solid. Um, he scored just over 80 points in Supercoach on the weekend. And, yeah, I think he's a, he's a great cheapie still. You know, as you said, he's got the bump now. But, yeah, I'd be jumping on him if you haven't already got him. And he won't be selected for Origin, of course. Uh, Josh had a car for the Tigers, Ryan. Um, you know, debut. We'd been talking him up in the preseason. Finally, got on the field. We saw what he could do. You know, it was as obvious. And 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 he's picked again this week. Tigers play round twelve. Is he someone that's going to stick around in that lineup now, or do you think there's still too many other options? I mean, if Tedesco gets picked, surely Rankin goes to fullback, and Ado Car has a wing spot. Well, you'd think so. If Tedesco gets picked, um, you would think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, because, yeah, he, he looked pretty likely um, on the weekend. Um, and, yes, um, the Tigers had a few out. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's almost like – he seems to be a natural winger. And so I can't see a better option for them. Yeah, um, if, if that comes to it. What about the Warriors, David Fusa too? I know it's probably not the bargain basement that um, you know that, that Drew's hoping for, but he's a guy who's got a lot of upside. You know, the Warriors don't play around twelve. I guess that works against him. But Pete, is that you know? Do you throw do you throw sort of a a shot at at a guy like him, especially now that Lola Hee's going to be playing fullback, so a wing spot's open, even with Vatavai returning? Definitely. I, I think he'd, he'd be yeah, still good value at his price. Um, so we've still got, um, yeah, it's a big loss for the Raiders, for the Raiders, sorry, for the Warriors losing uh, two of Arsashek. But they've still got um, Johnson there uh, uh, with Lulawai in the half. So, no, I think this. This fellow will get uh, Fusatu will get plenty of opportunities, so now I think he'd be be good value. I'm expecting the Warriors to go all right the next few weeks. Does get tougher, doesn't it, Ryan? At this time of year, finding those cheapies, and um, you know we've seen, you know, uh, Vunavale from the Storm. He's not named. We'll get into that later, but but you know there are guys around that you you might want to bring in if you're just looking to 
sort of reinvent your team. You know, you need to bring in those 113,000. But but actually getting guys, I mean, maybe Mitch Mitch Barnett, I mean, he's been named on an extended bench for the Raiders. You know, you're starting to clutch at straws and hoping maybe someone comes through, aren't you? Yeah, you definitely are, um, especially if there's guys named on an extended bench. Um, that means either that the coach has put a rocket up the team and he's named a couple of extras just to, just <laughs> to make has, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but, yeah, look, it's, it's one of those things and it's coming to that time of year as well where you just get the odd surprise selection. Um, you know, the niggles are starting to come into it. I know there's buyers coming up, but there's also um, coaches will be wary of um, not trying to overload um, their star players as well. So you, you just never know what, what's coming up. If you've got to revamp your lineup, uh, Drew, feel free bring in some of these players as, as sort of hoping, even if they may remain on your bench. Brad Abbey's another one from the Bulldogs. You know, obviously Addo Carr. These guys may not end up getting a go, but at least it's freed up cash for um, you to to bring in other bigger name players, especially around this this uh, very important origin period. This is Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. You can find us on the net, www.supercoachpros.com. All our podcasts are on the iTunes there. Just look up Supercoach Pros. Good thing to do when you're uh, heading to our website, of course. Check out the game recaps we do. Each and every game gives you some interesting and crucial information that will really help you make longer-term decisions longer-term decisions like the ones we were just talking about that Drew has asked us there on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, follow us on Twitter if you don't already do so, at SuperCoachPros. Not only can you ask us great questions um, for the podcast, but, of course, you can get that up-to-date information an hour before kickoff each and every game gets announced. We tweet it out. What's the late changes so you don't get a, a zero on your lineup? Very important that you do that one-stop shop. You don't need to worry about searching everywhere everywhere and anywhere. We do it for you. It's all free. Follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros and also give us a like on Facebook as well. Guys, we've got to look ahead to uh, the games this week and uh, of course the price predictors I guess are the big ones and, and you know we're always looking, is there, are there traps here but um, we've mentioned Holland. He's, he's likely to get another big rise this week 80, 85 points predicted. So it's a huge margin again this week. Not sure if he'll hit that. 80,000, um, the difference if he does hit it. Uh, Corey Oates right up there with that massive game. Another predicted huge game for him this round with the matchup that's, uh, that's suiting against the Souths that are out of sorts at the moment. You would think the Rabbitohs would would rise for this one, Pete, but Oates and Milford, they're looking at you know 65,000 and a 59,000 price rise, partially because of how bad uh, Souths have been going. Well, a few of us thought that um, Souths would pick up last week against um, against the Cowboys with Adam Reynolds <laughs> yes. coming back. It, uh, it didn't ha- happen. It didn't happen in a big way. And uh, I honestly can't see it happening this week either. I'm not really sure what's going on there. I don't think it's as much on-field as off-field, but no, gee, you'd be... You'd be backing Milford and Oates to have big ones again. Um, I know Brisbane are up against pretty poor opposition with the injuries and so on for Newcastle Southern Life, but uh, you'd be expecting Milford and Oates to, to go well again. The Brisbane are just looking dynamite at the moment. Dogs have got a nice match-up against the Titans. Sam Perrick could go well again, um, looking at a $50,000 price range. 
uh, rise there. Craig Garvey named on an extended bench. The whole thing with Michael Leacher and Josh Reynolds. One to watch there, Garvey. Um, he will get a nice rise if he gets a game um, coming up. And then you look at guys like Ben Hunt and Timaria Martin because they've, they excelled um, from their average the week before. Ben Barber is another one there. And Jake Friend. Jake Friend, 30,000 there with just a 60-point score this week. So he could be the one to bring in this week. Ryan, and as we talked about before, he's got a good opportunity around Origin. Yeah, definitely. Um, Friends playing amazing for the Roosters in a, in a team that's, um, well, they're 1-7, so they're not going great. Um, but he is basically dominating that team at the moment. He is in some pretty good form, um, both on the field and super coach wise um, 75-point average over the last five rounds for him. Um, his lowest score is in the 50s and his highest score is, was last round in with 119. So he's he's definitely should be on your radar. Also, for the Roosters, Latrell Mitchell and Aidan Guerra going, going well and looking at around that 30000 price rise. Um, Richard Kenner there for the Storm. He could be a nice one to pick up, although we don't see a lot of upside on him, but certainly for some quick cash turnaround. And Corey Norman could do as well after a big game, but Pete is... Norman, someone despite, you know, a good buy draw, is he a trap? Is he a bit up and down? Maybe a little up and down, but gee, I, I think since Kieran Foran's come on board with him this year, and I know, as we've discussed before, the Foran is not a big player on, on Supercoach usually, but, uh, you know, I like, I like to look at Corey Norman. I think he's he's been playing the best he's, he's ever played this year, or since he's been in Parramatta anyway, and... Uh, um, obviously, it would be a massive test though for him on Saturday night. I wouldn't expect that to be a good, particularly good matchup for him up in uh, Townsville. Hasn't been a good matchup for anybody so far this year. Um, so it's it's a little bit yeah, he's a little bit iffy. I'm not 100 percent on him. He's a little bit iffy. Right, I got another. It's a trap candidate for you. He's playing great, uh, right centre coming into to to right half back a little bit as well, Jack Bird for the Sharks, but uh, predicted to go up 27,000, but is he a guy that can get stuck too far out for Cronulla, or have they turned the corner now and playing, you know, they're able to get those extra points on the board and therefore more super coach points? Well, I think that is the case, um, especially with um, Bird. Um, I think early on they were, they did starve him a little bit of it, um, and you can kind of see that in his in his results, his most recent ones, he's, you know, his last three-round average is 62, where his last five-round average is 50, so you can see that boost that he's getting. Um, look, he does have the low scores in him, though. If Cronulla decide, well, we're just going to tighten it right up again and, you know, play through the middle as to their strengths from the previous years. So, yeah, he's a bit on the bit on the edge there. He's still a decent price um, at the moment at 310, but yeah, he's a, a guy that you'd you'd approach with some trepidation, I think. All right, guys, let's move on to those around eight teams now. Brisbane v the Rabbitohs. We talked a little bit about it already, but Brisbane unchanged. Souths. Well, Damien Cook still there as eighteenth man. No changes likely. You know, Luke Keary still at five eighth. Uh, Pete, you've already said you know that Souths look look a bit off. Is there anyone you could go with for the Rabbitohs? Um, or is it, oh, I guess Sam Burgess, but not including Sam Burgess, do you just have to steer clear? I mean, we had a lot of super coach options for Souths going into the season, and you probably still got a few of them in your side, you know? Um, someone like uh, like Chris Gresmore was back about before on the show. He 
he was one of the one of the better performers last week um, for, for Rabbitohs. And as we said, Luke Keary, I thought was you know he he never stopped trying all night as well. I, I don't know about South, so I get a feeling there might be some late changes. I can't can't see that Michael Maguire is very happy with their performance the last couple of weeks, and I would expect Damien Cook to. Uh, oh, to, to sorry to be in that seventeen somewhere. I think they they really missed something with that cook as well. So Paul Carter, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, Paul Carter was good off the bench, but he did provide something. So maybe Maguire's thinking, well, I get two for the price of one because Carter can fill in in the back row, but he can still play that backup hooking role. That is true. It's, a, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Um, uh, also, Aaron Gray, the young winger, he's you know he's been in good form apart from a great. Saved by Lockton Coote, he would have scored another try the other night too. So he's he's one to keep an eye on as well. Some big scores earlier in the year, Gray, coming back to them, regressing back to the mean lately. Certainly a lot cheaper, but he's always one we love in those daily leagues like fan sports. Uh, look, Cameron McGuinness is the one that uh, has the best predicted average. He's been playing really well lately. And, you know, if Carter or Cook aren't getting those Games on to take him out. He should do well again. Adam Reynolds and Sam Burgess there as well. And and Pete, you know we both mentioned Carter and Greasemill. They're both ones that should hit around about the fifty um, the fifty points. Anthony Milford, the massive um, prediction of one hundred and forty two this week. So you you might want to take the part on him as as captain. I guess there is some risk there that Souths have a bounce back. But as we saw when the um, Dragons went to North Queensland, backed it up in Brisbane. You know, they didn't really have a bounce back, so maybe the South's the same thing will happen now on their Queensland road trip uh, coming back south. Corey Oates, he's supposed to do very, very well. Corey Parker, a lot lower than Oates in predictor, but still, you know, he's got that high uh, floor. Ben Hunt, Matt Gillett, Josh Maguire also there. Let's look at the Bulldogs and the Titans and. Craig Garvey, named on this extended bench. That'll be one to watch, but otherwise, you know, and Lloyd Perrett as well, but otherwise unchanged. The Bulldogs. Daniel Mortimer's out. Um, he suffered an injury on the weekend, so Kieran Mosley comes in. Greg Bird's also back, relegating um, Ignatius Parsi to the bench and Eddie Pettiborn to eight, 18th man. And, of course, uh, Chris McQueen and is named back in the second row, but, of course, it was Leverhai Pulu who started for him last week. Ryan, looking at any options here, it looks like the dogs have got you know some interesting matchups. Yeah, look, they do. Um, the especially the centres um, with Morris and Holland up against Hoffman and McDonald. Um, be interesting to see which way, uh, which side the dogs attack most. Um, to be honest, because yeah, well, McDonald. Um, McDonald and Hoffman uh, are both uh, decent players. Um, they did there were there was some interesting reads they made last week um, against the Dragons. Um, the thing that I am quite keen on seeing actually, um, you have Tolman and Graham back, and they'll they will definitely be starting this week um, up against Shillington and Ryan James. Um, Josh Jackson versus Taya. And Eastwood versus Greg Bird. Um, Tony Williams was awful last week um, for the Dogs, um, and he's up against Chris McQueen, who may or may not start. So it's quite up in the air, I think, um, for this game. I, I, I think perhaps the Dogs um, through Tolman and Graham. I, I think that's your best bet. 
Yeah, and that, and the thing of it is, guys like Holland have got that upside. So I think again, you can safely play him. Moses Embai looks been disappointing lately. If you probably all moved on for him. Maybe in daily leagues, you, you're sort of having another look. That is predicted to do very well. As is Sam Perrett again. Um, like Holland on that right side. William Hopawati um, could also be an in- interesting one there. And, and like you say, James Graham right up there, 64 points predicted. I think the Titans, you know, Zeb Tay has been really good for them on that left edge. But as you mentioned, coming up against jo- Josh Jackson, a very, very good defender, that'll be tough. Still, he's predicted to do um, second behind Ryan James there. So 67 for James, 64 for Taya. And then a bit of a gap to guys like Parsi and Bird. And, of course, Ash Taylor, who you know, has that potential. The Raiders v. the Tigers. And um, the Raiders, look, they did have the rocket. They're 20, name, 20 players named in this seven-man bench. Clay Priest, I guess the most intriguing. But Jared Kennedy and Mitchell Barnett in there as well. So us is Sue back for the Tigers. Um, JJ Felice keeps his spot on the bench. I thought he was pretty good last week. So Joel Edwards goes to 18th man. Curtis Sirinan remains in the starting lineup. Dean Hallitow, um back to the bench there. Uh, I guess, Ryan, I'll stay with you seeing you, you know, you're from Canberra and you watch a lot of Raiders games and, of course, you're a fan of the Tigers. So you've watched these two teams pretty closely. Um, it could be some points scored, but it could be one of those dour, a lot of drop ball struggle games too. Yeah, look, and, and I honestly think that might be the case because um, both these teams need a win. And so I don't think there's, if they're throwing it about, I don't think there's going to be a great deal of, um, you, you know, free and easy about it. It's going to be, well, I have to catch this ball sort of stuff. So it's going to be pretty tight, I think. Um, look, for the Raiders, um, their usual, you know, uh, so Hodgson, um, Whitehead, Fence and Papali, I think they'll go quite well, um, especially Papali actually, because I, I I think he'll be, um, you know, yeah, there'll be a a dust track made for um, made for Moses uh, from him, um, <laughs> and I think for the for the Tigers, uh, I think Tedesco, you know, is a given really, but um, Adokar will up against um, both the Raiders. Um, both the Raiders wingers, while, you know, it's sort of like attacking dynamics versus each other. They're not really known for, you know, stopping tries per se. <laughs> um, and, the, and the bench, um, yeah, Paul Vaughan and Kurt Baptiste, who was um, pretty good against the Sharks. Um, you know, if you're looking for that point of difference, maybe Paul Vaughan um, is, a, is a decent guy to go to. You know, it's hard with, with teams that are going poorly and they haven't really got a you know a dominant player in there to pick Kurt Baptiste the bargain basement daily leagues if you're playing the one-off games Raiders v Tigers you can save a bit of cash by putting him in hooker and and spending a bit more money on your flashier outside backs I guess he he scored a try last week so could work for you you're right about Tedesco he's clearly the one here with a 83 point um Expectation, a big, um, uh, you know, a big uptick for him. Guys like Farah, you know, Lawrence, they should do okay. The Raiders look. The Tigers can give up a lot of super coach points, but maybe Canberra don't have those obvious options that are going to take advantage of it. So guys like Whitehead, Papali, Josh Hodgson, probably safer bets there. 
Let's move on to the Cowboys and the Eels now. And both teams, 1-17. to 17. Pete, they're both playing pretty good footy. Should be a great game. But where do you go uh, supercoach-wise? Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. Well, obviously, you know, the obvious um, suspects here are first. And, of course, it was just dynamic last week. Um, Lachlan Coote's been going quite well. Jake Granville, I thought his average might have been a little bit higher than it actually is. Um, he's only averaging in the high 50s, got a score of about 57 last week. Um, and I thought his score would be a bit more than that, to be quite honest. Um, he seems to have gotten back to playing 80 minutes again, which is um, he was sharing the role a bit with Cost uh, Jason there for, for a little while, where he'd get the first 20 minutes or so, and then Greenville would come on. Um, Granville's also one of those ones you could pick um, during the origin period too and know he's not going to get picked and still put in some, some good performances. So, yeah, he's, he's one of my favourites, I must admit. Um, as you mentioned before, Ethan Lowe, um, there's a lot been written about Jason Taumalolo. It would be interesting to see what would happen if this guy actually played closer to 65, 70 minutes rather than the, about the 47-minute um, or so average that he's playing at the moment. Um, like, he's still... Um, he only got 43 points last week, but only played for about 47 minutes. So you know he's um he scored per minute, score per minute. It's not bad, but uh, yeah, I just like to see him play a bit longer. So it's, it's something to to maybe be a little careful of. Um, apart from that, on the on the eel side, um, we're seeing a bit of form from from Semi Radraja, which is great. Um, Jennings scored a couple of tries there a couple of weeks ago, so he's another one to watch there. We've mentioned about Corey Norman already. Nathan Peets tackling everything that moves, and I'm really impressed by their um, uh, their forwards, uh, the other forwards of Manu Mao and Marala, and of course um, he's not a big super coach player. Both Scott running down um, uh, Trebovich the other night too was uh, was something to behold. But yeah, there's there's quite a lot of super coach looking players there that you could go for. The Eels have very, uh, been very stingy this year, one of the hardest teams to score super coach points against. Very rare from their past history, of course. They were usually the ones you could bank on once you're playing them. So guys like Thurston, you're a bit worried. He's predicted to do a lot lower this, this week than normal. But we've got to remember with Thurston, even against the Eels, who have been very tough on uh, right halfbacks, Thurston still put up 72 against them earlier this year, and that was down there. So as we saw last week with not the best matchup for him, still put up three figures. So with Thurston, you're always playing him and look, Probably don't want him to be captain against Parramatta, but it's, it wouldn't still be the worst. Um, best players, I think Pete already mentioned, Ethan Lowe, definitely 75 points. That uh, right edge, probably the one which could be exploited more than the left, as he mentioned, because of Bo Scott on the um, right side defence for Parramatta. So Gavin Cooper still predicted to do well with 60, but not up with there with Ethan Lowe. And, of course, Tom Alolo, another one there. So the predictor sort of uh, bearing out what Pete's saying there. Joseph, uh, sorry, Junior Paulo, of course, there for Parramatta. He's the best predicted from Nathan Pete's for the Eels. Um, interesting this round, of course, because of Anzac Day with the three games on um, Monday. So we've only got... Um, We've got those three games on Saturday, but only the one on Sunday. Ryan, the Sharks feed the Panthers. Joseph Paulo out. Luke Lewis in. Elijah Taylor, Jeremy Lattimore added to a six-man bench. We may not see Sam McKendry. He's been charged with touching a referee, so might lose a week if he takes a guilty plea. Um, so maybe Lattimore or Taylor come in. Peachy was quite 
impressive playing bigger minutes there, getting the start after missing out the week before, Ryan. But um, this is a tough matchup for Penrith against Cronulla. They've been strangling everyone. Yeah, it is. It is tough for them. Um, I can't see many, um, you know, huge, huge point scorers. Um, obviously, look, um, you know, everyone's got a lot of wraps on Bryce Cartwright, um, and he is a good player. He's up and down super coach uh, points wise, however, so he, he's tough to pick. Um, I guess the same could be said for Jamie Soward, um, Martin, um, and Moylan, of course. Sitting there at the back, I mean, on any given day, he could do pretty much anything. Um, as for the Sharks, well, they're going very, very nicely at the moment. Um, James Maloney could have a good day against a more inexperienced um, opponent. Um, ben Barber, of course, is starting to look like the Ben Barber of a couple of years ago. Um, and also the um, the Sharks forward pack um, for feeder, Ennis, um, Graham and Gallon. All very impressive and certainly um, are dominant, um, at least at the very least on paper over the Panthers side. Yeah, Bryce Cartwright, he's the one, isn't he? Um, played a little bit of time in the middle third when Peachy and Yeo were both on the park. Yeo eventually going off, Cartwright moving back to the right edge. He is predicted to do the best, but the Sharks. They're the toughest team to score supercoach points against this year. Obviously, we're seeing a bit of a changing of the guard. Teams like Souths and especially the Roosters not doing as well. And instead, we're seeing teams like Cronulla and Parramatta stepping into their, their place. Very tough to score supercoach points again. Trent Merrin, you're probably still trusting there. But the third um, best predictor, Tim Maria Martin, you, you might look away from. Um, the Sharks, you're right. You, you have said it all. Predictor-wise, it is a case of Paul Gallen with huge uh, Chance with 80. Ben Barber, 78. James Maloney, he's got the uh, he's got a very good matchup there. Um, 75 on the left edge. And, of course, Jack Bird, who we mentioned earlier. And let's hope Andrew Fafita, he is predicted to do well. But let's hope he does hit back because um, he was a little quieter last week. Let's go to those Monday games now. And uh, Knights for the Eagles. Look, Newcastle again after that drubbing 53-0 making changes. Um, Jack Stockwell out. Daniel Safiti moves into the starting lineup. Um, Josh King retains his spot on the bench. David Barner moves back to the bench with Jeremy Smith back. Danny Levi or Levy is back at hooker. So Tyler Randall also back to the bench. No Paulie Paulie. He's suspended. And Mickey Payer becomes 18th man. The um, Eagles, as we mentioned at the top of the show, lose George to fill Braden Williami. Um, in for him and Matt Parcell, as we mentioned, also at hooker. So Lewis Brown back to the bench. Um, we'll still see Fanua Blake in there. Brenton Lawrence also back. Uh, Josh Starling is the man that has to make way, and Blake Leary becomes 18th man. This probably isn't a game you want to bank on for Supercoach players, uh, Pete, but is there a couple of diamonds in the rough? I mean, the Knights have been particularly um, loose as far as letting in Supercoach points, as we saw last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for giving me this one. It's a bit, it's a bit of a hard one. <laughs> Um, we have spoken about this young fellow uh, a bit on the show previously, and that's uh, Danny Levi. I remember uh, in a game last year against the Broncos, he was absolutely dynamite. The, the Newcastle were quite well beaten, but he played really well. And I've been waiting for this young guy to get his chance, so it's it's great that he's, he's going to be starting. Um, of course, the uh, it's a trap side of it is how much time he's going to get because you've got Tyler Randall, the other 
uh, Hooker on the bench as well. So Nathan Brown will share that role between mm. two of them. So he might be interesting, inter- interesting to watch. And we should mention um, Jared Mullen's got to pass a concussion test. So Randall could end up in the halves if, um, yeah, well, you know, and David Barner could be the backup hooker. Yeah, well, there you go. It's it's getting a little bit threadbare there for the Knights, unfortunately. Um, in the in the backs, like uh, Gagai is a Queensland player, and he's done some good things for them this year. Um, maybe one of the like Giwate, he's former New South Wales winger. Maybe you pick up one of their outside backs very cheaply. That might be something you could look at um, against Manly. They've been letting in some. A lot of points as well. Um, last week, uh, Tom Trebojevic, who people have been talking about as an origin winger, had Rad Radra run around him um, and sort of made him look a bit second rate a couple of times, actually. Uh, so on the manly side of things, um, having said that Trebojevic, I'd expect to, to go well in attack this week. Um, apart from that, uh, it's once again similar to Danny Levi to see Matt Parcell back at hooker for manly. I think that... Uh, he will he will do quite well. Uh, Tom Simons are, are really really raked apart, and Drake Trebojevich, of course, is you know he's the, the perpetual motion of Manly. If you like uh, this bloke, you know he's old fashioned sort of player. He plays for eighty minutes, and and then his second year, and he's he's playing a lot better than that, and he's getting some good super coach points as well. Yeah, Matt Parcell, bit risky, um, obviously, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Apposite Coruscant has got the big matchup. Um, Ninety four, he's predicted to go. That's mainly because. Um, the you know teams have laid it on the nice, particularly from the right half back position. Whether Coruscant can do the same remains to be seen. But he's had a couple of big ones um, so far this year. Tom Trevojevic, as you mentioned, also there, peed up there with his brother Jake. Interesting for the Knights. So one thing I'd say about Newcastle is they do lift when they play Manly. They've moved this to Anzac Day. I think that's awesome because we, yeah. it is a good game usually, especially up there. Um, so I imagine Newcastle will will lift but maybe looking at like the Sims Brothers or, or someone like that, but purely for daily leagues, because I tell you what, you're probably not investing in any Newcastle Knights at the moment in your Supercoach teams. Uh, I'll stick with you, Pete, because the Roosters and the um, St George Dragons, of course, are the big game. St George Illawarra Dragons uh, there at Allianz Stadium, 4pm Anzac Day. St George haven't named any changes. Josh McCrone still in for Benji Marshall. Um, Abraham Papali joins a five-man bench, but with, as we said at the start of the show, with Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, Boyd Cordner might make it might make it into this lineup. Teams are notorious. The coaches are notorious um, when they play Monday Night Footy to just rename their their top seventeen. So we could see that happen. Interesting also to see Connor Watson. I thought he was pretty good in limited uh, game time. Jaden Nickareem is probably. Um, probably disappointed a bit so far this year. So I wonder with Connor Watson if he goes into the side. Isaac Liu is uh, potentially out with a suspension unless uh, he fights it and, and wins. So, um, Pete, there's a few uh, few things up in the air there, but uh, I guess super coach wise you got one team where you, in George where the players are probably underwhelmed and the other team in the Roosters where the team hasn't played that well but any given week some of the younger players like your Jackson Hastings and your Latrell Mitchells have shown some spark to get some big scores. Absolutely. Um, with the, well, certainly, I'll start with the Roosters. As we mentioned about Latrell Mitchell, he's, he certainly came on last week and, and you know looked really largely really good and you know, I'd expect him to, to go well again this week although the Dragons were notorious for, for not giving up too many super coach points 
Uh, Blake Ferguson, I'm sure Kenny Dowell is, is like he's he had a very up and down game against the Rabbitohs a couple of weeks ago, but largely he's been in pretty good form. Um, and yeah, as you, as you mentioned about young uh, Jackson Hastings as well, and Jake Friend, we've, we've raved about as as just being you know perfect captain basically, and of course uh, Dylan Napa there as well. So uh, I've also was impressed by Aiden Guerra uh, moving to five eight there a couple of weeks ago, but now back into forward. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you need to really keep an eye on, on the late uh, lineup changes there, as you mentioned. Uh, for the Dragons, uh, Dugan's been impressive. Um, in terms of not quite a cheapie, but uh, Fifo Lower made his comeback last week to first grade and, and scored a try, which is, you know, something all Dragons fans dearly, desperately want. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he might be worth a gamble as well. This is the... Uh, um, Anzac Day game is usually quite an entertaining sort of game, so yeah, a little hard to predict with some of these players. Yeah, definitely. And the guys that uh, predicted to go best is Josh Dugan um, from Jack DeBellin, probably a safer play. But Five Fire Lawyer, you're right, he's up there too, along with Mike Cooper. And the, and the Roosters, it's interesting because Dylan Napa and Jake Friend, the ones there, but maybe against the Dragons, not as much upside for some of these guys like Hastings or uh, Sean Kenny Dow, who certainly started the, the UL, Latrell Mitchell as well. Not tipped to go well, gets a bit of a downtick thanks to the matchup. The, if you can uh, deal with, with watching two games, you get the third, which should be an interesting one too, Ryan, the Storm v. the Warriors. Uh, Vunavalu out for Melbourne, somewhat surprising, but, but they're not really with young Tonamapi and um, back. Um, but certainly Vunavalu um, could be there down the track. And meanwhile for the Warriors, Manu Vatavai comes in, and with that reshuffle, um, Jonathan Wright going to the bench, Thomas Lulai starting at 5'8", and Tumaloa Lalehi starting at fullback, making way, of course, for Roger Tuovasa-Shek. We could see some good super coach points here for the last game of the round, Ryan. Yeah, look, we certainly could. Um, look, Melbourne have been great in attack um, the last couple of weeks. Um, they were poor against Newcastle. Um, they looked to be going all right against the Dogs and then they'll pour again against the Tigers um, last weekend. So that'll be an issue and perhaps they've worked on it um, during the week. Uh, you'd think that um, their forward pack would be the place to go if you're looking for points. Um, Fanuk and Harris, uh, Proctor um, and even, uh, I guess, Jesse Bromwich would be probably the way to go. Yeah. Um, for the Warriors, well, Lola here, um, at fullback, he is their, you know, their second best fullback behind RTS. Um, and Lulawai takes over at the 5-8 point. Um, look, the guy, of course, um, that's going to be, um, amongst the points if they do well is Sean Johnson. He set up three tries last week for them. Um, and of course, um, Bodine Thompson, played the full 80, Ryan Hoffman yeah. played the full 80 and Mannering played the full 80. Um, so you Back think to what happened those... last year when they were successful. Exactly. So those three that are on the field all the time, they're going to they're gonna score you some points. Hoffman was down last week compared to Mannering and Thompson, but you'd, you'd think that week to week that'd be a pretty consistent proposition. Yeah, his average is definitely lower than, than the other two. Um, you know, he's got the ball play in him, Hoffman, but, but the workload, definitely Thompson and Mannering are outdoing him there. Look, 
not a lot of upside here predictor-wise. Sean Johnson is tipped to do best, as Ryan mentioned. Solomon Carter could be an interesting one, as could David Fusa too. And then, of course, you've got those high-floor guys like Madalino, Thompson and Mannering, who we've mentioned. Lole is there as well, um, so he won't be a horrible play for you if he's in your lineup but maybe temper your expectations. And we mentioned with Melbourne guys like Bromwich, Harris, Fanuke, and they're the best ones there, Cameron Smith. And then Cameron Munster too, against the Warriors fullbacks, you know, always worth a shot as well. Uh, it's time for the tweets now. And um, the first tweet we've got comes from David Spadaro. He asks, at Supercoach Pros, what team has the most dominating forward pack for laying a platform for their halves and who has the worst? Now, Pete, I'll go to you. We can all sort of hypothesise for it, but I should mention, David, this is something that we can throw into our database and, and um, we will for, ne- for next uh, week's show to try to get a bit more information for you. But for now, just, just the, on the eye test, Pete, um, you know, what have you seen so far through the, the first uh, seven rounds? Well, um, that's one of the most consistent ones. I guess you'd have to talk about the Broncos pack and, and the Cowboys pack for mine. Um, yeah, you know, the media has been raving about Tamalolo. Not a huge, as I said, not a, a consistently huge scorer in, in Supercoach because of the fact he doesn't play the whole game. But the rest of the forward pack has been has been excellent. Um, and as I said, same for the Broncos with the old stages like uh, Corey Parker being well supported by fellows like yeah. Alex Glenn and Josh McGuire has been Matt outstanding Jill. for uh, yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, McGuire as well. Well, of course, yeah. So you know, um, and they've got a dynamic bench as well, both of them. So. For me, it's uh, the two coins of the two. The heavyweights, as, as yeah. expected. Yeah. And um, and yeah. the, the other team, I guess, uh, Ryan, and this is why I kind of like James Maloney going forward, is, of course, the Sharks now that Paul Gallon's back. Yeah, look, 100%. They've got a great four-pack. Um, guys that play a lot of minutes. Um, you know, um, and then guys on the bench like Luke Lewis um, and Matt Matt Pryor and even um, Hyington to a degree, um, they all, they, I, don't, I don't think they've really um, failed like the forward pack um, this season so thus far. Um, and Townsend and Maloney are, um, are cashing in, especially Maloney. Do our team have the worst, the Tigers? Look, I don't think they have the worst. Um, I, I don't think their halves really get that. You know, I don't think the halves are really that consistent to say, well, it's the forwards didn't, yeah. didn't help them out. Um, they've definitely got some small, smaller guys, like you have Chris Lawrence and um, Dean Hallitow playing in the back row um, against guys like, well, this week you, they're up against Papali and Whitehead. So, it's, you know, it's a big size difference in that, in that, kind, of, uh, in that kind of game. So... Yeah, it, it's hard, but I think. But I think. Look, you've mentioned the three Broncos, Cowboys, and Sharks, and it's no. It's no surprise that they're doing. Um, they're doing the best. Yeah, absolutely. Let's look at uh, Davy Salter now. Davy Salter, sorry, from Dave. Um, what's Lollahy's upside now with uh, fullback for the rest of the year? And I guess it's a good one to to throw to our um, predictor again. Um, definitely. Looking at the player forecast for the remainder of the year, scores you know ranging fifties, you know thirty nine, and the following week after this week a sixty seven after that. Look, there's some good scores throughout. Um, probably need to see a bit more before we see those real high 
scores. Obviously, after the 86 last week, we might you know, have anticipated there'll be some more scores up around that margin, but not to be. But, I mean, definitely, Pete, I mean, he's not too far behind Tuvasashek, is he? Like, realistically, I know that Tuvasashek has that upside, but I don't know how much they lose with him at fullback. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Not a lot, I don't think. Um, Tuvasashek hasn't been that impressive this year, and I thought towards the very end of last year he wasn't going that great at the Roosters, to be quite honest. I thought he got found out a little bit, but uh, Lola here really showed his class for the Warriors last year, and and uh, at fullback, no, I think he'll I think he'll be great. I think he'd be a great choice for the fullback um, ongoing, um, as your predictor says. And yeah, no, I fully support that. I think the Warriors will will overcome the loss of Tuvasa Shek then. Finally, Kerry uh, at the Blue Steelers asks, at Supercoach Pros, Cody Walker, any chance of coming back soon or is he a sell? Ryan, we're hearing stories like Greg Inglis could play 5-8 because he's, you know, he's struggling at the fullback position. I mean, Kerry was probably you know, in their top three best players last week. It's looking worse, isn't it, for Cody Walker's return? Well, look, it is. It is, but it's one of those things where... <laughs> it's very difficult because if they're talking about Inglis playing at 5'8", then clearly Walker's out of the picture. Yeah, I'd assume Alex Johnston returns at fullback. Yeah, but having said that, it's like um, Inglis is playing on one leg anyway. So it's really, I think it's only a matter of time before, um, you know, before he has to, you know, take some time off, um, you know, even... For Origin, or or perhaps during that during that period, so it's tough. Look, I would say you could probably sell him, and if you can come up with someone who's definitely going to get a game um, and sit him on the bench, someone that's going to earn you money, then that's probably your best bet. Closer it gets to round twelve, the more Rabbitohs players you've got to get rid of. They're not playing, of course. That does it for the show. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros if you don't already. And make sure you also go to our website, www.supercoachpros.com. The previews, the all-important previews, have all those predictors uh, in there will be up, hopefully by the time you listen to this, certainly um, by Wednesday evening. Pete, thanks so much. Uh, good luck. I know you're going out there, Anzac Day. should be a great day out there. Absolutely. It usually is. Let's hope it doesn't pay a lot if you like. Yes, and Ryan, we might see you down at the nation's capital. I'll be uh, heading down to watch that one. uh, Yeah, I'll I'll enter it with some trepidation, that's for sure. (laughs) Me too. too. I'm not expecting anything. I'm not expecting anything. I am Paulie G, of course. Andrew Moldog, Mullen Riley, not with us this week, of course, but he'll be back next week. And don't forget that if you've got any uh, requirements physio-wise, go to Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Their Pat Lyons also back with us next week, our injury expert. And we will see you next Tuesday for another edition of the Supercoach Roundtable podcast. Bye for now.